0: Welcome to A Better HR Business, the podcast that looks at how HR consultants and HR tech firms grow their businesses and how they help their employers to get the best out of their people. Remember for show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Okay, let's get started.
1: Hello, welcome back. Thanks for joining me. I'm really looking forward to today's conversation with Tim Rietzma. Tim is the general manager of People Managing People, which is an online publication focused on building a better world of work. And he's experienced in people and culture, leadership, business strategy, operations, organizational development, with a focus on building great teams who are excited about the craft and the organizations they're part of. He's got over 15 years of leadership experience, and he's always been guided by his core values of faith, family, curiosity, and fun, which I love that. Um, and he's been a speaker for various events, such as the Women in Tech Regatta, the Tech Talent Conference, and at various
2: schools, and is constantly out there and sharing his HR wisdom with the world. So,
1: Tim, thank you very much for joining me today.
2: That's a pleasure. Thanks for thanks for inviting me and having me here today. Yeah. Uh, whereabouts are you based? I'm based in Vancouver, British Columbia. Well, I, um, it's we say Vancouver, but it's really a, a suburb called Richmond, British Columbia. But uh, people, people know where Vancouver is. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. Very good. Well, thanks for joining me. Can I start by asking you to share a little bit about your background, and then we can move on to people managing people
2: itself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a little bit about me. Uh, my background has been very diverse all over the place. Uh, I honestly had no intention of leaving my hometown, which is a co- town of a couple thousand people, but I had an opportunity to go to a university a little bit later on in life. And I was always fascinated with the intersect of people and process. So I studied business operations and spent some time, a little little stint of time in healthcare. And then I really um, developed my craft as well as my career at a tech manufacturing company. I was making high-tech cameras here in British Columbia. And so I had an opportunity there to, to wear many different hats, um, starting off in sales, sales coordination, took over tech support, quality assurance. And when I decided to leave that team, I was, I was a member of the strategic leadership team, sat on the executive team. And, and from there, it took a bit of a left turn, and and I uh, had an opportunity to join a small consulting company as as a as a consultant in people and culture, and then from there ended up as a director of people and culture at a, at a small startup, a small tech company, and and um, quickly realized that you know being in people and culture has been. Uh, phenomenal! It was great, but uh, but I was missing a different aspect of, of where I wanted to go in my career, and the opportunity to to um, to take over and lead the team at People Managing People came up. I've known the founder for a number of years, and had been the resident podcast host uh, for a couple of years before you know we started to get serious about this uh, about this publication, and so here I am, uh, the the general manager of People Managing People. Brilliant.
1: I really like the world you came from, you know, that process and operational side of things. Because I remember thinking back to a project I once did where it was a business turnaround. The company was losing money through bad systems, operating processes and stuff like that. And so there's a lot of time spent focused on working with the staff and the leaders on how to get those operations and processes tightened up. And then everyone, not just following them blindly, but finding better ways to do things and more streamlined. So I absolutely see the connection between that world and then the the HR world or the people
2: management side of things. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, from a, a pure business operation standpoint, you know, a common thing that I'd seen throughout my career was uh, people managers or, or leadership teams complaining that people weren't following process. And often processes were developed without thinking about people. It's just thinking about the systems. So when you actually involve people in creating the process, uh, you know, yeah. sort of magic happens, yeah, and same yeah. with HR, uh, right? If if we're developing a new process in in a in a silo, right? Just leave me alone. I'm going to develop this process and I'm going to implement it in our company, whether it's five people or 500 people, and uh, and then nobody adopts it. Well, why? Yeah. Let's let's ask ourselves what what went wrong, what happened. So there's definitely a need and uh, to have that operational mindset. But also uh, I'd caveat that to not get caught up in the process because if we just over process and over engineer everything, is, is anything really going to get done? But it's that really that balance of, of um, digging past the headline. You know, it's the system is broken. Okay, we need to fix it. It's like, Well, is the system really broken? Mm. Like, let's ask, let's ask a few questions before we just <laughs> jump in and try to fix something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the five whys? Not going backwards and asking why this, why that? Exactly. It's that, yeah. that five Y technique. It's, you know, people uh, I was using an example recently of, you know, if, if a manager came to, to HR and said, Hey, my team's not engaged. Well, why aren't they engaged? Well, why, well, why let's, yeah. let's get to the root of that problem. One of the, the, the things with asking why is it may cause people to get defensive. So I would say, you know, mix in a little bit of, well, what's going on, mm-hmm. well, what's happening, what's causing that. And so it, it almost shifts your mindset a little bit when you're when you're doing uh, getting to that root of that problem. Uh, there's a little bit of that uh, Canadian sensitivity or awareness. So uh,
1: good to good to mix that in. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. So let's turn then to people managing people. How would I call it? A platform, a site? What would you call it?
2: I would call it. Uh, we're an we're an online digital publication. That's Excellent. what we are. Um, in this evolution, it mm-hmm. will evolve, and it's it will evolve. Uh, later mm-hmm. this year, but right now we are really focused on, um, as you said in in the intro, about uh, how we can build a better world of work. And th- we we went through an exercise last year, just interviewing uh, people in our audience and in our community about you know what are they struggling with, and there was a common theme about you know, things are broken. And so we decided to take on this giant task, this this giant identity of how we can build a better world of work. So we do this through a variety of different things. Um, we do this through our, our publication side of our business, which consists of you know, a little bit of the how-to of people leadership. Um, we, we find inspiring and uh, and engaging writers to provide us content um, yeah. around people leadership, around HR. We also have our, our tool lists, so again, often people, we have found that people are okay. I need a piece of software to um, to implement OKRs, right? Objective, Key Results seems to be you know the the buzz, yeah. and I need a piece of software to help me. Where do I go? So we have the best ten lists on our site, and um, and so that's, that's what we 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 uh, one of the another piece that we we do. We also have a podcast, and it's really the how to of people leadership, and so. All the all of our episodes really focus on that how piece. What is that one thing somebody can do today to uh, to shift their business, shift their team, and and so that's that's uh, the third piece, and then the fourth fourth piece I would say is our community. So we have a, a small but uh, engaged community, and where, where people do ask questions. You know, hey, how do you appreciate? How do you like to be appreciated? Was one of the recent questions, and it was interesting mm. to hear the different responses because guess what? We're all unique, we're all different, mm. and we just not everybody wants to hear the oh, good job, Ben. You yeah, know, some yeah, people, yeah. Uh, somebody in the community said they appreciate not being interrupted in their vacation. That's how they like to be appreciated. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I never thought so. So those are the, really the four things that uh, that we we provide our audience. Yeah, yeah. You
1: just took me back to uh, one of my favorite books. It's first break, all the rules. And that was one of the things that popped up was uh, how you reward and recognize. And an example was maybe a salesperson or some performer was the best in their team. And so they did the big razzle dazzle on the stage, everyone high-fiving and cheering and stuff. But that person was a real introvert and hated that whole thing. So I like that. That was one of the questions. And I have seen the content on the side. It's very in-depth and very helpful. It does have that practical element as well. So that's very good on the community side and then the people visiting
2: the online publications what kind of people who's using the site uh, that's a that's a great question and we've we've done uh, some research into figuring out you know who is our audience and it's really made up of a it's, it's a diverse audience yeah. we know that uh, hr people from all levels of the organization are visiting us we know that ceos and presidents view our content i had a comment uh, recently from a, a very large company here in Canada, from from their president saying, I love the content. Can we talk? I'm like, oh, oh that's wow. that's interesting. That's, that's an interesting data point. Mm. We also have managers, people leaders. You know, when I say people leader, it's not necessarily HR. It's people who, well, just like our name says, people who manage people. Yeah. And so even in our community, we've had people who are, hey, I'm new to people management. Where do I start my company yeah. has no training program what do I do how do I do one-on-ones how do I how do I assess performance how do I coach how do I mentor how do I create a, a career ladder for someone hmm. and these are the questions we continually uh, see in, in in our community but also the, the feedback we get direct
1: I don't know what you think I think sometimes with conferences it, it tends to be bigger picture and fireside chats and where are we going in the future of work and that sort of thing for more online publications you know where it's reading and resources it moves to a different area of the how to and the practical this might be and you've seen that also in the hr tech world that there's lots more of you know pulse surveys and simple okr implementation or ATS, you know, resume screening, stuff that brings it down to the how implementation level. Is that what you're seeing from what you've been describing, both in the content that's being read and, and some of the comments that you're hearing back from people?
2: Yeah, it's it's a lot of the how. How do I do this? Sure. So there's there's some great publications out there. And and, you know, I think, you know, we we do this as well in, in, a, in some of our content. And a lot of our content is we we talk about, you know, what we need to do and why we need to do it. But often an article is left with just that. Mm-hmm. Even at a conference, um, we talk about here's what we've done at our company, but what I do at my company might not work at your company. So it's great for inspiration, but then what do I do with that? How do I how do I digest that information into something that's actionable for for me and my company? And I think the one of the beautiful things about people, management and HR is there's just so many different ways to do the same thing, yeah. right? Just before that, we, we hit the record button. We were talking about performance management. There are so many different ways to do performance management. So yeah. if I'm at a conference and I hear a company who's doing weekly one-on-ones, regular 360 reviews, um, feedback, you know, on every week or every month or whatever it is. Um, and I'd take that to my company. Will that work? will that work for my culture? The answer might be no. So then what? What do I do? And so we're we're really aiming to put uh, the how into the what and the why. Like that's the lens we're we're shifting our publication towards and and having our content on our site to really talk about the how. How do I do this? Yeah. And another example is you know we've we've heard people in our community talk about a 30 60 90 day review. So we've got an article on our site that talks about that 30, 60, 90 day, you know, you're onboarding somebody, we need that plan, but we didn't have a template for it. So we talk about it. We're talking about the what and the why, but how do I actually do this? So we create a template and it should be live in in the coming weeks because we need to, we need to be showing people how, how do we actually implement these, um, these initiatives and these ideas?
1: I think that's gold. I think that's what people want. So that's good that you're putting it out there because there's probably not enough of it out there. So that's very useful for people. If I turn the focus then to business growth for companies in the HR space, so the companies I work with will be HR tech or consulting firms in the broad HR arena, of anywhere from diversity and inclusion to um, talent management group and et cetera. Do you have a partner with these firms and how can they raise their brand awareness and potentially win new business?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, we... We like to pride ourselves as as uh, as an organization, as a publication that does partner with um, with all sorts of, of organizations, all sorts of companies, whether that's through our our best ten software lists. So we have a great partnership network through those lists. But if you if you're not an HR tech company, or you know aren't looking to be on on a list. Um, we we accept guest posts. We want to talk with you. We want to hear your ideas. Is there some sort of content share that we can do? Uh, we have our podcast. Uh, we, we are always looking for great getting great new guests uh, for our podcast. And the thing is 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 consulting companies or HR tech companies all have a unique way on how they lead their their businesses or the offerings they have. So absolutely we, We'd love to partner with with passionate organizations who are really about people who manage people and who are really dialed in on how we can build a better world of work.
1: And are there any advertising opportunities for companies to promote themselves? Because they probably want to move away from LinkedIn advertising, which is very, very expensive per click basis. And then Google ads and Captare, all these different things. They're very crowded. Have you got ways that they can advertise with you?
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah. If you go to peoplemanagingpeople.com, you'll see a little ad on the bottom pop up and maybe a little sidebar ad, but, and that's about it. We, we, we've, we've made a conscious decision across the portfolio of, you know, people managing people as part of a portfolio of websites under the umbrella called bwz.com or bwz.com. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we also pride ourselves that we have, you know, aesthetically clean looking websites. It is. It's really so, nice. Yeah. So we, we don't have all these ad pop-ups and you know, you're not spending, it's like, we're, we're not like a look for your favorite recipe website and you have to close, you know, 16 pop-ups just to get to the, to the recipe. That's not our style, but there's other ways. We have a growing newsletter. We have a weekly newsletter that um, grows uh, incredible every single week. We have our community, we have um, sponsored content. We're working on a few eBooks, we're always interested in co-creating playbooks and how we can how we can partner with with others. We've also done uh, some events in the past. And there's so there is some sponsorship opportunities there or partnership opportunities, not necessarily just, you know, put your name on something, but how can we partner with yep. you?
1: Excellent. Okay.
2: So if someone listening to this is interested in doing that, what would they do next? I would say head to our website. There's a contact us form at the very top of our website. That would be, that would be the best way to get a hold of us. Um, so there's on that form there's basically three different sections. There's one if you'd like to write some content, if you'd like to pitch to be on the podcast, or if you just have a general inquiry. But also find me on LinkedIn. It's Tim Rietzma, R E I T S M A. Uh, find me on LinkedIn and and always happy to have a, a quick uh, coffee chat and and look for ways uh, that we can some, build some synergy together.
1: Brilliant, brilliant. And then lastly, you're at an interesting intersection of uh, content, business, marketing, et cetera. Would you have any thoughts or advice for companies in the HR space on how to grow in what has become a very crowded space? Have you got any advice for them listening on how they could potentially grow, win new business, that sort of thing?
2: I think it's for, for, for me and for us, and it's, it's been an evolution of getting really clear on that, that offering. What's going to make you stand out in the market? Because like you said, it is a crowded space. If, if you're an HR consultant, if you're an HR publication, if you're an HR tech company, there's, there seems to be a HR tech company popping up multiple yeah. a day um, that reach out to us to say, hey, can we advertise with you? It's getting clear on that value that you're offering. Uh, there's a book um, by an, the author, Donald Miller. It's called The Story Brand. And I just love his philosophy and his more than just philosophy, his process. And it's really getting clear on your messaging, right? He says, if you confuse, you'll lose. Yeah. So if someone goes to your website or your publication or whatever it is, and are not sure what it's offering, uh, people will leave. Yeah. So that's, that's that first piece. And and for us here at People Managing People, we we're continuing to to hone in on on this because we know we've got a really diverse audience and uh, and that's been one of our successes but getting that that nailed down yeah. and then yeah having that clear website that clear landing page that says here's what we do um, and here's how we can solve problems you know it's that again this is not mine but it's from the story brand. It's, uh, you want to talk about, um, how we can help people not saying, Hey, have check, check out, uh, Timreetsmat.com because I've won 16 awards. Yeah. How's that going to help me? Yeah. Like if I'm finding you, your site and, and I go to your site, Ben, and it's crystal clear what you offer. So it's like, I'm here to help. I, I'm, I would land on your site to solve a problem that I need. I need help with. Mm. So nailing that down. Who are you targeting? What's the problem that you're solving?
1: Yeah, some great advice there. The clarity of what you offer and focusing on the pain points, that's something I talk about probably too much. I probably bore a lot of people, but that's a bit of an obsession. Stop talking about we and I and our, and it's what about you and your and your situation and how can you help them? The fact that you're an online portal definitely helps because you can start to gather data on who lands on what and where and what types of content and pages and how long they stay and things like that. And you can then segment by uh, user types. I know when I had my own HR consulting business and I would ask for leads, the opt-in form thing, I would segment it by who was HR leaders, junior HR officer managers, and then students. I forget the four, three or four categories I had, but they were designed to segment out because they all have very different needs and requirements. So mm-hmm. the fact that you're online, you can do that. And any business listening can do that as well. But the story brand book, I haven't read that. I must must check it out. Any thoughts on how tech companies in particular, not so much consulting firms, but tech companies can weave a story or make it a little more intriguing?
2: Yeah, it's again, it's taking like like exactly like you said, take out the we and the I. Yeah. Yeah. I'm an expert at uh, employee engagement. So you must buy my software. Yeah. It's... Hey, we know employee engagement is top of mind right now. We know people are, especially in this remote and hybrid world, are disengaged, linked to some data. We're here to help you mm. drive that engagement, to drive meaningful uh, places to work, which drives profitability. Mm. Click here. <laughs> like That tells a story. I mean I just made that up so I don't know if it's a great story but it tells a it invites you into a story of yeah I'm struggling with profitability yeah I'm struggling with disengaged employees yeah there is a link between engagement and profit mm. uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll click for a demo or I'll sign up to a webinar or whatever that call to action is Absolutely. but it's getting into that identity of your of your 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 target client yeah.
1: no I like that I like that One thing I do with clients is where we work through their process from start to finish from A to Z, A to Z, what does your product do and where does it end up for the client? And what are the steps along the way? And what are the pain points that they have? Because potentially some of the pain points in the process, does your software or does your service, your consulting business, does it strip any of those things out either by automating them or by giving them this? Like the classic for me is whether it be consulting or HR tech is that the HR person may want to implement something, but they've got to get the budget. How do they get Get the budget? First, they get to get approval from their boss and then either they or their boss has to go and present it to the leadership team and convince them. So suddenly you need Mm -hmm. to do a sales pitch for something that's not even your product. Everyone has the same pain point on that journey of A to Z. So tell you what, here's the slide deck that you're going to use to do that speech or here's the script you're going to do in the email. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that, I think is kind of missed sometimes, but it, it can be very helpful to smooth
2: the way. Absolutely. I, um, a few companies ago, I, I took on a project to implement an HRIS and ATS and performance management all at the same time. Wow. And uh, so it's like, <clears throat> sweet, I'm, I'm one person on the team. Let's do it all. <laughs> and uh, ended up hiring a, 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 a resource to, to help. And, uh, but it was that uphill battle of that sales pitch. Well, is this going to drive revenue? Yeah. And if the answer is no, then likely it won't get done. So I would created an article up on people managing people about creating that business case for HR software. And it's here's some questions you need to be asking yourself. Here's how to actually go about doing it. And it's even as simple as calculating you know, how much time is somebody spending um, digging through Excel files or Google Sheets to find out how much time somebody has uh, left in vacation you know at, at a company i had found out that uh, the managers had no idea how much time off uh, their their teams had so every time somebody had a vacation request manager would say i don't know if i can approve this so i'm going to go to hr then hr would look at two or three different excel files to reconcile how many days they had off to get back to the manager and this was you know times 100 people and so a simple calculation um, proved that spending, you know, six to ten dollars a user uh, per month times hundred would actually uh, save the company money just by wow. reconciling. So that simple calculation, that simple process versus that emotional reaction of we need an HRIS because everybody else has one. And I'm getting fed ads all day through LinkedIn and social media that says I need one. So I must need one, yeah, yeah, yeah. but taking that emotion out of it. And again, back to the business process side of things, well, what's the problem you're trying to solve? How can we validate that that mm. actually is a pain point or a problem? Yeah. And so, so yeah, if you search on our site, a business case um, you'll uh, you should be able to find that template and I built a template around it. Yeah. Do you think we could uh, stick the, the link to that article in the show notes so people can find it? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, regardless if you're a tech company or consulting company or looking for a piece of technology, it's, it's starting with, you know, what's that problem I'm trying to solve? Mm. Taking that emotion out of it. Yeah. And just to add to that, because it's such a good example,
1: the reason it's important to segment who your buying audience is, is that the CEO doesn't care that three people are involved in finding out has someone got any days left in their vacation time. On the other hand, the HR person, anytime they they see the supervisor walking up, they go, oh no, they hit their their forehead as they realize, oh no, they're coming to ask about vacation days. I hate that thing. I don't know how to do Excel or not. Yeah, But the CEO doesn't care. So no. they all have their different situations. Whereas the CEO might get embarrassed when they get go to CEO events and and uh, their colleagues there are saying, "Oh, so which HR system do you use, and how do you use that to do predictive analytics?" "Uh, wh-
2: what do you mean? We use Excel." Yeah, yeah, or, or or pull out a piece of paper and say, "Here's my complex formula." <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. And so you know, like even back to what we're trying to do at people managing people, and that's build a better world of work. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's not necessarily focusing at, you know, the CEOs who are, you know, signing the checks, like they're paying saying, yes, let's buy this piece of technology, Mm. but it's, it's providing uh, all levels in an organization, the confidence to make that decision. Like another example, which again, you know, might not cost you a whole lot of money, but employees, if you're hearing feedback about a mentorship program, I want to be mentored. And HR then, you know, everything goes to HR. Okay, HR, go figure it out. And HR is like, I've never done this before. But the CEO has caught wind of this and says, oh, that's a great idea. When's it going to get done? So it it starts at kind of that ground level. And um, and, and again, we, we aim to provide that how, whether it's us or somebody else, but how, how do we do this? Yeah. And and cutting through that noise of being able to provide that value to to people, whether you're a consulting company or a tech company who maybe specializes in mentorship programs. I don't know if you do. I'd love to hear from you. Um, but uh, yeah, how do we how do we do this? And 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 cut again cutting through that noise and providing that real value. Very good. And
1: I do have Insala mentoring software coming up on the show soon. But I'll, I'll tell them to get in touch with you. So for folks listening to this, I think there are two main things to think of. One is check out the site. So the people managing people site. So peoplemanagingpeople.com and and that's for the content. So the articles, the how-tos, all that side of thing, but also the podcast, the podcast is amazing. It has a very silky smooth host, I believe.
2: <laughs> yeah. He does. All right. He's definitely has a, a voice for podcasts and, and, a, and maybe a face for podcast as well.
1: <laughs> so there's excellent content there and a vibrant and growing community as well. And on the other hand, you can go there to learn about advertising and to get in front of your potential new customers and clients because, you know, you want to be where the fish are. And so that's a great opportunity to get in front of them and introduce either your content or your services. Well, Tim, thank you very much for sharing all your your insights and advice and also um, some tips for companies listening on how they can grow their own business. And for people listening, again, it's www.peoplemanagingpeople.com.
2: So, Tim, thank you again.